guys, welcome back to Christ Community Church Podcast. I'm Neil Grogan, Associate Pastor and Elder of Christ Community Church. I'm here with Stephen Watson. I'm the Senior Pastor at Christ Community Church. And today we have an exciting topic. We are going to be working through sharing your testimony, which really um, takes us back to this Sunday. Uh, Stephen, you preached on what this week? Yeah, so this this Sunday we were studying Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 14. And we were in this text because we're having a big move as a church. So up to this point, we've kind of had a soft launch where we've been worshiping in an evening time frame at Grace Bible Church, our sending church. And we are moving out to the community that we are wanting to reach uh, in Harker Heights, and where we'll be worshiping at the Y. So we are we are spending some time reminding ourselves of the mission of what we are about. Which was your title, right? A reminder of our mission. Yeah, I'm 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 creative that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really so, well thought. Yeah, well, <laughs> super practical. But but in, in the sermon, one of the big points was the need to write a testimony. Right. It's kind of based off of Acts chapter one, uh, verse eight, when Jesus tells the disciples. Uh, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Yeah, so, man, that was that was uh, so profound to such a point where it was the first time in my life where I've actually been given a order in the middle of service. He said, Yeah, yeah, I tell I, I, <laughs> that <laughs> it was one of those things where I'm like, we the the application is we right. need to to write our testimony we need right. to be able, we need to be able to think through it beforehand to be able to share it right but then while I was up there I'm like we just need to do training on this we need mm. we need to tell people how to share their testimonies and I wasn't going to do that on the fly so I, I hollered out to you to to remind me during the week to yeah you know to so let's let's do this. Let's post an article. Let's do a podcast. Right. So so far we've posted an article. Crew has a great resource on constructing your testimony, and that's already up on our social media at CC Heights. There's a plug. Uh, follow us there, and and you'll get access to a lot of the resources we're putting out. So today we wanted to spend time on talking about what is a testimony, how to build it. Um, how to have a right view of what it is, and um, man, just some biblical examples yeah. uh, that we see. So let's start with what is a testimony. You know, I was reading uh, this morning, thinking about this topic out of Matthew 11. I think it gives us a great picture of what a testimony is, what being a witness, uh, which is what Acts 1-8 says, uh, looks like. And in, in Matthew 11... Starting in verse four, kind of the background is, man, John the Baptist has his disciples go and ask um, Jesus some questions. And so Jesus really tells his disciples, you know what, go back and give this report to John. Here's what he says in verses four through six. It says, Jesus answered them and said, go and tell John what you heard and see. Here, and here's the things he lists. The blind receive their sight. And the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And so Jesus gives these disciples of John uh, a picture of a testimony. He's like, man, go what you have seen uh, me do. Here's what I've done. Here's a list. So, so there's a difference between sharing your testimony mm-hmm. and sharing the gospel. 
Well, he works in both. He says, and the good news. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so the, but, the, but there's a distinction there. There is right? a distinction. So, right. A, a testimony is much more your personal experience. Right. What you've it's, seen. It's how you've been engaged by Christ and right. what Christ has done in you. That's right. The gospel, the good news, is, is kind of the heart of it is, is what Christ did for us on the cross that, right. that made us right with God. Right. So, Or in Old Testament, <laughs> right, the promise of the coming seed of the woman who, yeah. would, who would make things new, who would, you know, crush the head of the serpent. And yeah. then we see that worked out right in the gospels of Jesus on the cross and in, in his resurrection, which is the good news of Jesus. Yeah, one of the one of the verses I think of is in First Peter chapter three, when uh, Peter says this in verse fifteen. But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, and be ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Mm. But then he continues and he kind of describes the attitude with which we're supposed to share with people. That's right. He says, Yet do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if it should be God's will, than for doing evil. So Mm -hmm. Peter here is saying, we have to be ready to share with people both our witness, both our testimony, and the gospel. Right. But when we share either... We have to do so with a spirit of gentleness mm. uh, and love towards the other person. Right. And, and so there's this, this whole idea of um, being combative right. when we share our faith. Peter's really speaking against here. He said, no, we do this with, with gentleness. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, sitting through, it was actually last semester at uh, Southern Baptist Theological Seminary where my apologetics professor... Is that where you go to seminary? Yeah, that's my plug. Okay. <laughs> the? Uh, the Southern Baptist the Southern Theological Beth- okay. Seminary. But the uh, the professor really, he he utilizes text, but in the, what he was trying to communicate was like, if your goal in defending your faith and sharing biblical truth is to gain some sort of like, I don't know, knowledge... Or ground over somebody, like a one-upmanship. Yeah, type of thing. yeah. Um, we we call that in the Marine Corps the two clowns method. Where he uh, had a clown at my party. Well, I had two clowns at my party. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like when you're in college and you're discussing your final exam schedule. Yeah, you think your schedule's bad. Yeah, you look, don't even know. Look what I have coming, dude. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's it's not just gaining like I have more knowledge than you, but the goal of of Having knowledge, biblical truth, knowing things, and also sharing your testimony is to communicate the gospel to other people. And like, man, because, man, that's life that you get to give to somebody. That's that's a, a eternal value added in a conversation. And, you, and a lot of times you can get there um, to that moment where you get to share the gospel through communicating what God has done with you. Hmm. And in your life and in your heart. So that kind of leads us into, man, communicating kind of the, the construction of a story. Okay. Stephen, what are some things and, and how, how do you construct your story in a way that you can communicate the gospel to someone ultimately yeah. for that goal? Well, I think there's a few things we want to remember. One is I don't think we want to monologue. Mm. Yeah, so I think that's important. I think, I think the best testimonies, the best defense of our faith comes, comes in natural conversation. Right. And so this takes a lot of 
pre-thought on our half. We can't just like, well, I'm just going to wing it. Mm-hmm. And then mo- and then monologue for 40 minutes while they're sitting there. Right. And they, like we lost them at minute two. Right. Uh, so I think we, we, you know, things to remember is this is something that we need to spend time on mm-hmm. and thinking about through, through different angles as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but usually it begins with this idea of like pre-transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my life before Christ. Right. Um, so what was your life like before Christ? What was going on? Uh, but I know, I know for me, I came to know Christ when I was, you know, who knows when. I was born in a Christian household. I, I always believed, prayed a prayer, walked an aisle when I was six. So my testimony is either about what my parents did on my behalf or my testimony is experiences in, experiences in my life since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might not talk about pre-transformation, like my life before Christ, but I will think, all right, what about a time I went through something where I realized there was sin in my life, or I realized right. there was brokenness in my life, or I realized there was need in my life. So you're, you're really starting off with the need or the brokenness, right. Right. Uh, either pre-Christ or when you're in Christ and something happens or you realize about a, you know, realize you have a sin in your life you need to deal with. Yeah, uh, same for me. I, I think that's evident. I mean, I came to Christ at five, and I've never doubted my faith. But one of the things, one major marker in my life was a, a large season of rebellion against Christ, you know, against the Father, who was my Father, who I always knew was my Father. Um, but kind of like the prodigal, I kind of turned my back on Him. And so much of my testimony when I share with people is like in that season of rebellion uh, and coming out of it, which kind of leads us into the next next phase of constructing. What's Yeah, what, what is that next phase? Yeah, that, that next phase would be what Jesus has done in the heart, like how your heart was changed, whether your affections were turned back towards God, mm-hmm. like in our case, right? Um, or um, for, the, for the non-believer from going dead to life. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think about like Ezekiel 36, uh, 26, where um, he talks about that heart of stone mm-hmm. being turned into a heart of flesh and then his spirit being breathed into that, um, into that, into that person in this picture. Um, and, and the mechanics of the gospel, I mean, it's just simply that, I mean, you were once dead mm-hmm. in sin and now you've been made alive by Christ, with Christ. And so your heart had to change. And so in constructing your story, we want to communicate how that heart has changed. And so uh, where are some examples you see that in Scripture? Well, just, this is just a little something, an aside. An alibi. <laughs> Military terms. Okay. All right. Apparently in the civilian world, alibi is like somebody's been murdered. You need to give your alibi. Right. To be innocent. And Marine world, it's uh, an Not interjection. Mar- military. Military world. All right. Uh, so so as an alibi or an aside, I think what this means is we make sure that Jesus is the hero in our testimony. Boom. Um, because I think what happens, oftentimes when we think sharing our testimony, we think we really have to talk up our sin. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we kind of take the focus off of Jesus and we put the focus back on us. Right, we glorify our own sin. Yeah, we glorify our sin, and we make we make our testimony more about us and our brokenness and our sin, and this is how bad I was, rather than 
this is how good Jesus is, and this is what he's done for me. Mm. Um, and so we have to make sure that when we're thinking about our story from different aspects of our life and different parts of our life, we have to think through how did Jesus show himself good here? How did mm. Jesus show himself faithful here? Because uh, really that comes down like our defense. One of our defenses is this is my experience with my God, and this is what right. he's done for me. Okay, you ready for a controversial statement? Sure. sure. Okay, here we go. Um, places I've seen this done really poorly are in like STEPS programs. Okay. Um, where you um, own and hold fast to that sin forever. So like I saw this in AA um, with pre-transformational Neil mm-hmm. um, was, hey, my name is Neil. I'm an alcoholic. And mm-hmm. that was my identity and who I was forever. And when I when I realized, man, man, Jesus changed my heart. That's not who I am. Right. You know, and it changed how I communicated my experience. Um, instead of saying, this is who I am, it was, this is who I was. And this is what Jesus has done in my life that has set me free from that bondage now. Yeah, there's a there's a good book by Jonathan Dotson. Uh book so good I can't remember the title, but <laughs> it's, it's his book on evangelism. He's a pastor down in Austin, Acts 29 guy. He uh, he talks about how we need to have gospel metaphors. Mm. And I think you just kind of brought one of those up on, on the idea of identity. Right. A testimony could very much be, I used to identify myself by my sin. Right. And that was my identity. But Christ saved me. He mm. adopted me. And now my identity is a child of God. That's right. And so that that alone, like right there, is like a 10-second, 15-second testimony right. of this is where I was. I was broken, and I was identifying myself by my brokenness. Right. But then God and his love adopted me, and now I'm identified as his child. Right. Uh, and so what Dodson says is we need to look at our life and the different aspects of our life and think about those, he calls them gospel metaphors, mm. in our life. Right. So, uh, you know, I know some people in our church have, uh, they do foster care or adoption. Right. And so there's there's a gospel metaphor in the Bible about, about God adopting us. Right. So connecting your experience with what God has done through adoption. Right. We have people in our church who've had addiction or who have addiction. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, that gospel metaphor is identity there. Right. Uh, we have people in our church who are who are married, mm-hmm. um, and and there is a gospel metaphor that Christ is the husband, the church is the bride, and, right. and how they engage. So each one of these has a potential for a different testimony, right? And I think this is how we really connect our testimony to to normal conversations. That's right. Is because we're able to say, "Hey, I'm in this conversation about marriage." You know what? What really showed me what a true marriage is is what my God did for me. Right. He gave Himself for me on the cross for my sin. When I was unworthy, He died for me, and, and so that that becomes a testimony. And so thinking through it in that lens, I think, is so helpful. Oh yeah. So essentially, like breaking that down, uh, this is the way Mighty Oaks might say is that we pair um, biblical truth with personal experience so your personal experience or that metaphor right Mm -hmm. is is 
or your experience points towards that gospel metaphor, that mm-hmm. that biblical truth that we want to ground whatever experience we have in, right? Because it's, man, um, we're not saved. We don't, other people are not saved by simply your story. Man, they're saved by hearing uh, the gospel, hearing hearing truth. Faith comes from hearing mm. these things. Yeah. And and I think this is really even fulfilling Philippians 4, right. where it talks about, mm-hmm. you know, whatever is honorable, just, pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, you know, think about these things, right? Mm-hmm. So, so thinking about your life through the gospel mm-hmm. is a way to, to honor that command that we just, right. that you actually just preached on a few weeks ago. That's right. Yeah, I did. Right, and and it's not separate from the teachings of the word, right? Mm-hmm. Like Paul in verse nine says, "Man, do what you have received and heard and seen in me. Like practice those things yeah. as you walk that out." Which leads us to the last piece of constructing a testimony. So, um, pre-transformation or rebellion, what God did, how He changed your heart, is what mm-hmm. we want to communicate, yeah, Jesus, right? Jesus as hero, there. and the, yeah, Jesus is the hero. And then third and lastly is, what has the fruit been since God did that thing in your life? Mm. So for for an example, if we were to go back to your identity, mm-hmm. you know, before Christ, I identified as an alcoholic. Actually, that was even while you were in Christ. But right. while you were in Christ, in you were identifying, yeah. yeah, you were identifying, I am an alcoholic. Right. Then once you realize, no, my identity is in Jesus and not in my sin, I've been set free from my sin. There's fruit from that. That's right. There's there's freedom from your sin mm-hmm. from that. Uh, there's 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 peace that you can receive. So these are the these are the fruits of of repentance, and they're the, they're the fruit of what Christ has done in us. Right. I think for vets too, because largely, right, our com- our community, and we're gonna wrap it up here shortly. But our community here in Fort Hood is active duty, army. Um, soldiers we have a lot of first responders in our church actually that's been growing somehow um but to to this specific community what i've seen because it's my community and it's my experience is that man we want to become a a victim of our experiences mm. and so for many of us man we cling to this this i man i'm like i'm this guy with post-traumatic stress mm. i'm this guy with traumatic brain injuries I'm this guy with uh, a lot of trauma pre-war even because veterans don't have a monopoly on trauma by any means, right? Or I'm a I'm an ex- sexual assault victim, and I'm going to hold that as my identity mm-hmm. forever, you know? And what we want to communicate is, man, that is not who you are. And Jesus can do big things and heal you and change you and bring you peace. He's the giver of peace. Um, and man, that sets you free to now, now exercise that identity, that purpose in all these different areas. And so like for me personally, so here's, here's my experiences. Um, man, I, I was dealing with post-traumatic stress, suicidal ideations, alcoholism and in rebellion against my savior and man, God took my mind off of myself and put it on him. And the fruit of that has been since that I get to communicate 
um, that testimony, that truth with other people like me in a unique way. And, uh, man, that goes with wherever or whoever you are and your experience, man, God uses your, your threads of brokenness and weaves them into this tapestry of grace that mm-hmm. you're supposed to show other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and man, and, and like revelation, I think it's twelve eleven, uh, says it this way that, let me read it for you. It says, and they have conquered him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Hmm. And so, man, like church, people, listeners, that's what we want to communicate to the world. We want to communicate the gospel, what Christ has done. He's overcome. He has overcome and what we have witnessed him do in our lives. That's good. So I think just to wrap it up in summary, we are called to share what Christ has done in our lives. This is our witness. This is our testimony. We do that by thoughtfully considering our lives and what Christ has done. Yeah. We think of our brokenness either after we've known Christ or you know pre-transformation, pre, pre-conversion. Right. We think about that, and then we think about how Jesus rescued us. Right. We think of him as a hero, and what did he do? Mm-hmm. And so that's phase two. And then phase three is, is what is the fruit of what Christ has done? Right. Neil, thanks for sharing. Um, Man, I'm, I'm appreciative of you because you you do a lot of this work of sharing testimony with your work with your work at Mighty Oaks, and it's a it's been a blessing to me and to our church. Um, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us online? Yeah, you can find us online at Christ Community. Whoa, whoa, is there a .com, .org? No, 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 no. We're doing this new, really hipster thing where you're actually, your name is is mm, your domain, right? Mm. Thanks, and Joey Cologne, for that yeah, uh, domain. Yeah, Grace Bible Church. Uh, <laughs> we love those guys. They're really smart. Uh, so Christ.community, you can follow us at CC Heights on any social media platform. I don't know about Twitter. I don't know. Do yeah, we tweet? We, no, we, tw- we, we tweet. We, we, we've got a Twitter. But do we tweet the I, Twitter? On it the might Twitter? be connected to Facebook, and like, but I don't know. Uh, I should probably look. Or FaceBase. What is it called? I don't know. It's, it's all confusing. If you do I, the social media. I only stalk people on social media. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't actually post things. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we're thankful for uh, Corey Reader, who, <laughs> who manages our social media no and makes us look doubt. way cooler than we actually are. Exactly. But you can follow us at CC Heights. And, uh, and how, about, how about physically? Because we're, we're on the move. Mm, 110. Mountain Line Road, Armed Services, YMCA. We are now officially going to be meeting at 9:30 a.m. This is mm. a big deal at the Y. This was our this was our mission. This was our focus when we talked about planting this church. This was the place we wanted to plant. And so we have arrived, mm. folks. Thanks, at, thanks be to God. Thanks be one. to God by yeah. His providence and His direction. Man, we're going to be we're going to be meeting. This Sunday, November third. Yeah. So, if you're looking for a church, come worship with yeah, us. Yeah, we would love to see you. Come grab either Stephen or I, and when we want to know you. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in, listening. Until next time, take care. Take care.